What is the best way for CEOs to partner with artificial intelligence? Our guest today, Paul Rolkins, is an expert in unconventional strategies to get extraordinary results. Today, we discuss ways to balance this tricky relationship. Join us for episode 245 of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Welcome, everyone. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And with me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, everybody. It's great to have you with us again. And as always, our purpose here is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas that can help visionary leaders accelerate themselves along with their companies to their next level of game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. Now, savvy leaders know that one key to creating game-changing innovation is being alert to emerging new technologies that can bring advantages or pose threats Mm -hmm. to your company. One of the hot trends that we're all hearing about a lot these days is generative AI, you know, artificial intelligence programs that can develop content on their own. ChatGPT is one of those. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it popping up everywhere. You can't pick up anything without looking and saying, is it good? Is it bad? What can we do with it? Is it tool? Is it generative? How do we work with it? And why should a CEO or the boards get involved with it? Right. I think that there is a lot to unpack here. And we only have about a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to really take this into account because it isn't an occasional thing anymore. Right. It is everywhere. And the big question here that we're going to talk about is... This thing is going to keep evolving. How can top leaders and what should top leaders be doing to help themselves and their companies partner with artificial intelligence? Because it's not going to do it on its own, really, Mm -hmm. unless you've got Skynet, maybe. How can they partner with artificial intelligence in a way that helps them sharpen their innovative edge and not dull it? Well, with that question in mind, we're going to have a conversation today about how right or wrong the excited majority is about the positive potential of AI. Our guest today is Paul Rulkins, a professional speaker, author, and boardroom advisor. A little bit about Paul's background. He's an expert in unconventional strategies to get extraordinary results. His clients include companies such as McKinsey, Uber, Siemens, Nestle, and Johnson & Johnson. Paul came to his unconventional views in part because he was trained as a chemical engineer. Paul's work is based on deep knowledge and extensive experience in the practical business applications of behavioral psychology, neuroscience, and especially common sense. As a corporate leader, he's worked more than 20 years on the front line of global business. This makes him both a scholar and a strategist and provides his client with a unique mix of scientific insights and proven pragmatic help. Additionally, he serves as a senior fellow at the conference board. 
His popular TED Talks, which have millions of views on YouTube, are used frequently in professional training sessions all over the world. And you can read much more about Paul's background by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 245, and scroll down to the bio link in resources. Paul, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. We're so glad you could join us today. Uh, Pam Scott, excited to be here. Yes, you presented a TEDx titled The Majority is Always Wrong, which I watched and I watched it again because there's a lot there. It's been viewed something like over 6 million views. Correct. What led you to speak about this idea? And why do you think it resonates so profoundly with people? The origin of the TED Talk was in the end curiosity. Uh, because I was very curious, because this is what I saw. Uh, when people, teams, and organizations hit a wall, uh, they tend to do typically one of two things. Uh, they either do more of the same things or less of the same things. Right. And I became fascinated. Why is it so difficult to do different things? So I started to study this material, and I find two things. The first thing that I found is that the reason that we tend to do more or less of the same things is that we develop myopic thinking, thinking biases. Mm -hmm. right. right. Automatic thinking. Yeah, automatic thinking. Yeah, because we need to live. We cannot consciously think about everything. So right. we live our lives on automatic pilot. And this is typically typically what you see. And this is why we go to standard solutions. So that's that's the first thing which I found. And the second thing which I found is if you want to break through this mindset, this myopic thinking, the mm -hmm. thinking process, that there's a method to the madness. And there is a way that you can force yourself, your team, your organization to think differently. And this is where innovation happens. So the title is about thinking biases, why they are there, but also method to the madness. What is it that you can do to think differently and apply unconventional strategies to get extraordinary results? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So going to this issue of artificial intelligence, Pam and I have played with ChatGPT and a few of the others, and we see that it's really good at generating conventional thought because AI is trained on what's already out there. So the question is, given this, people are really excited. They say, oh, this is going to help us in so many ways. How can they be right? How can they be wrong? Yeah. Well, let me first talk about how they can be right. If you talk about AI, in the end, it's a logic engine. Uh, right. What you describe, it's based on logic. Uh, we look at what's out there, the data is what is out there, opinions which are out there, and it generates answers. Right. And from that perspective, if you use AI to solve digital problems, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Logic problems, it's very powerful. And it also overcomes the thinking biases that we humans have solving digital problems. And for example, uh, we humans have a very difficult time dealing, uh, in the end, with small probabilities and with big probabilities. And that's something we cannot do, right? So that's where the power of AI is, the digital problems. Now, here's the opposite side of the point. We live in a very complex world with third and second order effects, chaos. Right, right. And in a chaos world, the future by definition is not predictable. So if you ask the AI to predict the future, come up with a problem-solving issue for the future, what it will generate is the aggregate opinions of the majority of experts. Right. Which are not necessarily accurate, especially as the world changes. Exactly. Because you have the majority opinion, so you do what everyone else is doing, 
But if you want to distinguish yourself, you need to do something differently. Yeah. So there, there are two, two aspects of the same coin. The first aspect is the logical part. The digital part is very powerful, overcoming thinking biases. But the second part, it will generate the majority expert opinion, which is not helpful if you want to do something differently, which the majority is doing. Yeah. Mm. So as you say, people like shortcuts to thinking because it's easier and it's faster. They don't get stuck. The thing is here that if you rely too much on things like AI, you can go down holes that aren't very productive and won't get you anywhere that's really different and big. And that breakthrough, it's not going to come. Correct. Typically, uh, you, you optimize, you use best practices, what is out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the idea is you become more successful by becoming excellent at the stuff you already know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's not innovation. Innovation is something very different. Yes. Now we're going to get a little more specific because I don't see a lot out there about CEOs. The conversation, I think, is just beginning about CEOs and top leadership and AI. I mean, it's lovely in one sense. It's great. I was reading an article about a CEO who was saying, hey, I'm going to dictate all my thoughts into the AI and I'm going to have my associates and admin, all of us are going to do this. It's going to be wonderful. Helps with email. Something yeah. like that. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> but I think that we're just as it's becoming more mainstream almost. I think there are new challenges for CEOs. What do you think? The, um, if you look at the CEOs, uh, and that, that's true for any C-suit uh, executive, they are paid for judgment. That's what they do. And mm -hmm. they are paid to have the best judgment in a complex environment. Now, uh, what AI means for the CEO is that in some ways they can improve their judgment. And they can prove it if we talk about logical things, digital things, uh, where, where it's not a complex system mm -hmm. and you're looking for a, a proper answer. One of the applications for CEO of using AI, and and I always have to think about uh, about Star Trek, right? Yes. If you look at Star Trek, the, the old Star Trek, you had a couple of people with different perspective, but you had Captain Kirk and you had Mr. Spock. Now, I see the AI as the Mr. Spock eh, in the board. It's logical, it's consistent, it provides the majority opinion. But also, if you look at Star Trek, oftentimes you need a different perspective, the Captain Kirk decision mm -hmm. in order to improve. And I think that's a challenge for the CEO. All of a sudden, they have access to a Mr. Spock in the boardroom, the AI. Ah, okay. So they can improve their judgment. But at the same time, they also have to do different things in order to stand out, in order to innovate. Yeah, And I think that's a great opportunity because if you want to innovate, listen carefully to Mr. Spock and then decide if it makes sense to do exactly the opposite. Uh -huh. That's where the human side comes in, absolutely. Yes. So let's go back to the point of uh, judgment and decision-making and uh, look at organizations, uh, look at uh, CEOs, look at uh, executives making decisions in an organization. A couple of observations here. Here's the first observation. 95% of all your decisions don't matter. It's irrelevant for the success of your company. So if you talk about partnering with AI, the trick is to not use the resources of AI to become better at making decisions which do not matter. Ah, good point. Yeah, simply use whatever you need to do, but these decisions don't matter. So there's 5% of decisions left which truly matter. 
And out of these 5%, perhaps it's 90% where you want to optimize the logical one, the standard opinion, the majority opinion, the expert opinion. And that's how you can use AI. So what does AI tell me? All right. For and sure. the question, of course, is how do you find that 5%? And that is a judgment again of the CEOs because out of this half a percent of decisions which is truly left, which are not about logic, but about uh, intuition, asking the better judgment, asking the better questions. As CEO, you may need to make a decision, where do you want to use the AI and where do I use human judgment? And that's the partnership that people are looking for. Exactly. And that's a great place for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to speak more with Paul Rolkins, professional speaker, author, and boardroom consultant about the prospects for partnering between CEO and AI for extraordinary performance. Stay with us. This is Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, and we're on the web at businessadvance.com. As always, we focus on enabling visionary CEOs and C-suite leaders to accelerate the momentum it takes to achieve game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth, just like we've been talking with Paul. We're excited to announce that as of February 2023, Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper is moving into our ninth year of episodes. We're proud that we've received top podcast recognition in 2022. And this year we'll have more conversations with CEOs and thought leaders who are changing the face of business. We'll feature more of our own quick take episodes as well. If you're enjoying listening to this podcast, spread the good word. Just open Growth Igniter's radio on whatever podcast app you use and write a review. And be sure to share links to your favorite episodes with all of your social media friends. Welcome back to Growth Igniter's radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are speaking with speaker, author, and boardroom consultant Paul Rolkins about the somewhat tricky relationship between AI and CEOs. Paul, tell us how people can find out more about you, your speaking, your books, your advisory services. You have a lot going on. A lot going on. If you want to connect with me, know more about me, go to my website, www.paulrolkins.com. And you will find a wealth of information. You will find videos. You'll find blog posts. uh, You will find white papers. And it's all focused on unconventional thinking to get different and extraordinary results. Of course, you can connect uh, with me on LinkedIn, Paul W.P. Rolkins. Find me always nice to make connection. Follow me on Twitter. Also have that one. And I got a YouTube channel. So there you have (laughs) YouTube and ideas. Paul Rolkins, it's all there. And you can find out more information and links for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 245, and scrolling down to resources. And we will include a link to that TEDx that's been viewed over 6 million times. It's really captivating. We'll put in a few more views. (laughs) We'll put in a few more views for you. In the first segment, we were talking with Paul about just introducing this topic that we're attempting to tackle in this brief amount of time about AI and how it's becoming a tool for breakthrough thinking, but in a different kind of way, and that it's a tricky relationship. There's a lot to consider at the governance level, as well as people who you think of as the traditional innovators. You can't just 
turn your back and let it uh, run loose. Exactly. Paul, you speak about the importance of breaking norms for extraordinary performance. What is the most beneficial way CEOs can partner with AI to promote breakthrough business innovation? Yeah. Now, if you want to um, improve business innovation, uh, you need to, first of all, you need to realize that uh, you have several biases. Right. As an executive, as a Just CEO, a few. Yeah. as a leader, a few biases. And, and let me give you give you an example. What one bias I often find is, is turkey thinking. And so what is turkey thinking? It's based on a big bird, the turkey. Okay. Uh-huh. The turkey is absolutely convinced that the butcher loves it. Right? Because being fed, being taken care of, being cuddled for about 20 months. And then Thanksgiving arrives. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, the world of the turkey changes dramatically from one moment to another. Now, the the story of the turkey tells us two things. Uh, First of all, it tells us that it is very dangerous to extrapolate the results of the past in order to predict the future. So it is very dangerous to use AI, which by definition uses uh, the data from the past to predict the future. Yes. Because that's turkey thinking. But there's a second thing. And the second thing is that uh, if you think about it, ruin for the turkey happens at the very moment it has the maximum amount of data, which tells it everything is fine. Hmm. At that very moment, it is at most at risk. Yes. It has the highest risk. Yeah. So if you think about uh, what does it mean for a CEO, it means the following. If you want to improve resilience in your organization, the question shouldn't be, where can I improve? That's the wrong question. But the right question is, where um, in my organization are we running on automatic pilot? Right. And everything is fine. Because Mm. it's right there that you run the biggest risk of becoming a turkey. Yep. Hmm. I mean, we've seen this in many organizations that get very used to being successful. Let's do more of the successful Mm -hmm. stuff. We'll have a 13th flavor of our bubble gum or whatever, because the first 12 made us millions. That's a risky proposition if it keeps going. It's a very risky one. And that's typically what happens. And that's why we call it thinking minus turkey thinking. Now, what does it mean for AI? It means that true innovation happens when you start to answer different questions. And that's something that AI cannot do. It doesn't answer. It doesn't ask different questions. You ask the questions to AI (laughs) from that Mm -hmm. perspective. So the key here for any executive CEO is to think about asking different questions. And let me give you an example uh, from an innovation point of view. Imagine you've got a furniture store and you want to make more money, optimize the business. So you can ask the question, how can I optimize logistics, improve margins, best practices, sigma, sigma, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you get all kinds of answers and those are probably all good answers to do that. But there's another question. If you start asking that, you get very different results. And that is, how can I build a furniture business without me building furniture for my clients. Ah. Oh. And if you ask that question, all of a sudden you come up with a concept which is called IKEA, right? Right. That's true. So innovation starts with asking better questions. Now, here's the interesting thing. The interesting thing is to leave the standard questions up to the AI and decision-making and all good stuff, but focus your organizational energy on asking different questions because this is how you get better judgment. The question itself can prompt the AI to give all kinds of answers, but it also prompts the rest of the organization to think differently and get rid of the standard solution because the AI solution 
by definition, will be a majority expert opinion. And perhaps that's not exactly what you need right now. You need something else. Okay. The ability to ask better questions is the ability to be successful in an AI-driven organization or AI-driven society. Okay. So what's the most important part of leading so that employees and other stakeholders partner with AI in the most advantageous way? Yeah. The first thing which is important in in leading is to uh, build a culture which is curious, uh, the curious culture. And there's also the biggest risk of AI. The biggest risk of AI is that we start using AI as a tool to outsource our thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's what we've seen with many ERP systems. Uh, if you take an ERP system like SAP, uh, we mm-hmm. introduce an ERP system in an organization, SAP. So SAP is making decisions. We have outsourced all our thinking to SAP. Now, what happens is that people working with SAP become automatons. Basically, we move the system ahead. And if there's an exception the system cannot handle, we don't know what to do, right? Yeah, but the value, the innovation, it is in the exception, not in what the system does. Right. There's a great scene in Little Britain, great comedy series. And at a certain point in time in this comedy series, there was a conversation between someone who wants to book a trip, exotic destination, and there was a booking agent behind the computer. And he said, I want to go to Bora Bora. So the booking agent looked at the computer, did something with the tie boards, and returned to the customer and says, computer says no. <laughs> and this is a great scene because it tells you exactly the risk of AI. Yes. AI says yes. AI says no. So we outsource our thinking to a process, a system, which by definition has a majority opinion. And sometimes it's very good because it overcomes biases, but we need to realize that this is not always the case. So that's that's one thing from mm-hmm. a culture point of view. That's the, the main thing. If we talk about implementation of AI in an organization, how will you use AI in order to prevent that all thinking is being outsourced? Mm-hmm. And that's where the top leadership has to set parameters and context. This is what we need and this is what we don't need. And how are we going to check on that? Because you can't turn your back. Can't turn your back. Mm -hmm. So leadership is certainly something that cannot be outsourced. There will always be a place for AI as we continue to change and there's much more going on. But leadership itself cannot be outsourced. Yeah. That's the most important thing we need to keep in mind as this continues to grow as a trend. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Scott and I will speak more with Paul Rolkins, professional speaker, author, and boardroom consultant about immediately useful ideas for CEOs to effectively partner with AI for extraordinary results. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, where we focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase momentum for game-changing results. We're on the web at businessadvance.com. Have you ever wondered if so many CEOs think it's important to lead for business transformation and long-term growth in a rapidly changing world? Why can it be so challenging to break the orbit of the status quo? As an author and advisor to visionary CEOs who often face mysterious pushback to their big ideas, that was the question that sent me on a long search for answers. 
So what's the secret of the great leaders? The successful visionary leaders I call growth igniters, the ones who are able to ignite game-changing business growth over and over again, what's their secret? They're able to anticipate and embrace the hidden leadership dynamics that can naturally emerge in uncharted territory. How do they do this? Well, that's what I share in my keynote, Break Orbit, Achieving Long-Term Growth in a Short-Term World. Go to PamHarperSpeaks.com today and find out more about Pam's keynote and her availability to speak at your next leadership conference or executive retreat. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been speaking with speaker, author, and boardroom consultant Paul Rolkins about negotiating the tricky relationship between AI and CEOs and the C-suite and the board. Paul, tell us how people can find out more about you, your speaking, your books, and advisory services. Remind us. Yeah, absolutely. Go to my website, www.paulrolkins.com. A, a wealth of information, uh, videos, blogs, all information people need. Uh, if you want to be inspired to have unconventional ideas to achieve extraordinary results, of course, you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well, on Twitter. And I even got a YouTube channel. So it's all there. And if you want to have a deep dive, you can read my books. That's also possible. Terrific. Sounds wonderful. And you can find out more information and links for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 245, and scroll down to resources. So, Paul, we are at the point of our episode where we're into the immediately useful ideas. Philosophy is great, but how do you put it into practice? In this case, we're talking about partnering, CEOs partnering with AI for that extraordinary result. What's the first idea? Here's the first idea. It's, it's based on Michelangelo principle. When Michelangelo created the statue of the David, people came to him, asked him, how did you create this masterpiece? And Michelangelo said, I had this huge piece of raw marble. I envisioned the David hid inside, and I simply took out everything which was not David. Yes. And this is the Michelangelo principle. If you want to improve, the trick is to take out everything which is not your David. Now, if you want to use AI, think about how can I apply AI to take out everything which is not my David in my organization. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Everything where we can use logic to make consistent decisions in the right way. Everything where we use a lot of mental energy to make decisions which do not really matter anyway and can be done by a computer, can be done by something else. Because if we start doing this strategic quitting, you release the time and the energy and the resources to focus your mental energy, which is scarce in an organization, to ask better questions and to have a better judgment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's very practical application. How can I use my AI in decision making to take out everything which is not my David? That's one. Okay, the the first important question. And that means that, of course, we have to have the discipline to say, okay, all this is being done. Now I have to put my attention on something that's not easy, but is very productive. What's the second immediately useful idea? to use AI and to give it a seat on the executive board table, uh, to use it as the Mr. Spock in your boardroom. Okay. And it gives, you, it gives you a couple of insights. First of all, it gives you perspective. 
perhaps other board members do not have that perspective. It gives you perspective when judging an idea. That's one useful thing. But the second thing is that perspective by definition is a majority expert opinion. And you can choose. You can choose to do this to optimize the business, right, to use the logic there, or completely ignore it, do something else, and truly innovate. So AI can be an example or a warning, right, both. Right. So that's that's a practical, useful idea which you can apply. Yeah. And it can certainly tell you what everybody else is doing. So then you can say, well, okay, what isn't being done? What isn't being done? Immediately useful idea number three. What's that? It's focused on uh, being able to ask better questions. The ability to ask better questions. How do you know if it's a better question, though? <laughs> it's a good if, you question. Think, if you think you're asking good questions, I mean, this is the biggest thing that we come up against. People say, I am asking good questions. How do you ask better questions? What's your opinion? Well, you can use AI, because if you ask a question where the AI has an answer, probably it's not the right question. Or it's a bold question, maybe. Or too bold. So you can test the quality of your questions by simply asking it, uh, asking AI the question itself. And uh, if you see that uh, this question, that's not an easy one, you are moving into something which is new, which is innovative, which, which is not there yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there is a common answer, a quick answer, a logical answer, ah, clearly it is something which is already there. Experts have already thought about that. Right? Uh-huh. That's the third useful idea. AI can be the test to see how good are your questions. I like that. Yeah. Now, the other thing, and this is like a bonus question here, as the capabilities of AI continue to expand, how would you suggest deciding whether that's something to work with or say, no, at what point would you say we're partnering with it that way? The developments in AI, in the AI will have access to more data, will have will be able to apply more logic, will be able to eliminate more thinking biases. So that's mm-hmm. that's the movement that, that you will see. So it will be stronger and stronger to deal with digital problems. In other words, if you identify digital problems, you also need to start using AI, partner with AI to come up with quick solutions. Mm-hmm. But you're still dealing with leadership and you're not outsourcing that. You are coming up with more complex problems to solve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the, the, the easy one, the digital ones can be handled by AI. But here's a trick to shift your thinking mm-hmm. to deal with more complex ones. And the, the smarter AI becomes, the more complex problems will look like digital problems. And that's, I think, the biggest risk. Uh-huh. So we're distinguishing between data, information, and ideas. That's a very good distinction to make. Yeah? Data and ideas, data and opinion, right? Because I was talking about digital problems, I was talking about complex problems, but the big issue is that you will have hybrid problems. And a hybrid problem is a complex problem which looks like a digital problem. For example, 100 years ago, we thought that life, it is impossible to have life above 100 degrees Celsius, right? Life cannot exist. Now we know we do. So with new information and new data, all of a sudden the assumptions that a digital problem has may be challenged and then becomes a complex problem. Now that shift, monitoring that shift, being able to understand when are the assumptions being challenged and when do you see that shift, that is a key talent of the effective executive for the future. 
Yes. Okay. That leads into final thoughts. Uh, is there anything else you would want to add to that about the tricky partnership between CEOs and AI? The key to what we have here, uh, AI is a tool. Yes. And it should also always be considered as a tool. It's one of the tools in the toolkit of a leader. But keep in mind, if you look at the highest and best use of time of a leader, it's judgment. It's inspiring people. It's setting a vision. It's asking the right questions. All these elements will stay because they're typically human endeavors. Yeah. Now, if you want to partner with AI, you can use the AI to do all the stuff, which is digital, doesn't require to be the leader, all right? And then focus on the energy and time uh, that you have left, uh, have created, to do all more of the good stuff that I just described. Paul, that was amazing. You've managed to encapsulate something that is an incredibly complex topic. For today, I think we are about at the end of this conversation. Thank you for being our guest today on Growth Igniters Radio. It was a pleasure. Pam Scott, love to be here. Thanks. Love to have you back. And thanks to all of you out there who are listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To get show notes and resource links for this week's episode, just go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 245. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to discuss with your team. How are we going to partner with AI in a way that is advantageous for us, for our organization, and for our stakeholders? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper are registered service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated are prohibited. All rights reserved.